Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features four episodes of Perry Mason. Each episode is about 12 minutes long. And Perry Mason was serialized, so unfortunately you kind of start off in the middle of a story and end still in the middle of the same story. Sorry about that. No soap. What's more, no other suds, no other washing product known will get your clothes as clean as Tide. Yes, Procter & Gamble's amazing Tide promises you the cleanest wash that ever came out of your washing machine. That's because Tide, with its new miracle suds, not only leaves clothes free from dirt, it removes dingy soap film too. And that happens to your whole family wash. Linens, prints, even greasy overalls. Yet with all this cleaning power, Tide is safe truly safe for all your washable colors. In fact, Tide actually brightens those soap-dulled colors. And if you're wondering about your white linens and your husband's shirts, well, in hardest water, Tide gets them whiter than any other washing product known. What's more, Tide keeps them white week after week, never turns them yellow. Sure, there are many, many washing products to choose from, but remember, only by choosing Tide will you get all this. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. Now, I'm sure you know that Mason's client, Mary McKean, has been arrested, charged with kidnapping her own child, and that a slow, steady pressure is being exerted on her to turn her against her lawyer. Meanwhile, what about Mason, who at this moment is a fugitive from the police with a price of $500 on his head? Well, right now... Inside a small black florist truck, we hear. Paul. Yes, Della. Is it much farther to Peach's garage? Oh, not much. Lock or so. Why? Why? Did you ever sit on the floor of a delivery truck? <laughs> oh, that's right. Laugh. Go on, laugh. You can laugh sitting there on the driver's seat, sitting on that nice upholstered cushion. Uh, there's a bump in the street. Hang on. Oh! <laughs> oh! Right. Never mind, Della. Never mind? No, let him have his fun now. You can have yours later. How? When he sends in his bill, you can beat him down. Oh. That'll hurt him a lot worse than being bounced around in a delivery truck. Oh, Chief, you're wonderful. Well, thank you. I feel better already. Listen, you fugitives. Yes, Mr. Detective. You get just a little bit lippier, and do you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> Turn us over to the police. Well, you're worth $500 cash. Don't you forget it. Don't you forget it either. We end up in an accident, and I know a certain private detective who loses his license, but permanently. Oh, don't worry about me. I can drive this truck with my eyes closed. Well, wait till we get to the garage before you demonstrate, please. Uh, speaking of the 500 reward that's out for you, Perry. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I imagine Peaches knows about it. Yeah, so do I. You know, Peaches likes money as well as the next man. Huh? Paul, you don't think well, that... you'll be taking that chance. Right now, I'm the only one who knows where you two are. The minute you walk into Peach's office, he's in on it, too. It's, uh, it's worth thinking over. Because we're almost at his garage. Well, I don't think there's any choice, Paul. We have to take the chance. But, Perry... Peach's knows who helped Doc frame Mary. He trucked that scenery back and forth from the theatrical warehouse. Now, Peach's isn't any theatrical trucker. He's no expert at handling scenery. He was picked for a different reason. We all know this matter has to be settled fast. The police are not dopes. They're going to pick me up sooner or later. And, well, as I see it, we just have to take the chance. Oh, are the seats in the police patrol upholstered, Paul? (laughs) All your troubles are over, Della. Here we go into the garage. 
Oh, at last. Get around and back and open the door, Chief. <laughs> Take it easy, Della. Take it easy, Chief. You'll have to for another minute or so, Della. But now... Look, Paul wants to make sure that Peaches is alone. Oh, sorry. Back in a minute. Yeah. We don't want to get this far along, unload and walk right in onto a cop who's trying to sell Peaches a ticket to the policeman's ball. I know, I'm sorry. I haven't been thinking. I guess I... Well, you've been uncomfortable and you're tired and you're not used to having the police on foil. Well, just the same, well, I Just could... the same. You've been a real sport. You know, I wouldn't give a dime for a person who just took it and didn't sound off sometime or other. So you got mad because Paul was sitting on a comfortable driver's seat while you were bouncing <laughs> around on the floor. It didn't do any harm. Shh. Hmm? Footsteps. Coming this way. Paul, I guess. And Peaches? Mm, I guess so. Do you think he'll play ball with us, Perry? Yeah, I hope he will. We'll certainly find out soon enough. Okay, kids. Come on in. Oh, thank goodness. Here, let me help you down, Miss Thanks. Oh. Oh. Oh, it feels so good to stretch. Ah, you ain't changed a bit. Oh. You're still as cute as when I saw you last. Why, Peaches, <laughs> you're a gentleman. Yeah? <laughs> well, if you can say that after the beating I've taken in the back of that florist truck. Say, Miss Street, think I don't know? You know, I remember once when I was a kid, I was helping run alcohol down from Canada. This was during Prohibition. Uh, when I... Didn't you say a squad car has a regular beat in front of your garage? Yeah, that's right, Mr. Drake. <laughs> I don't think the cops believe I'm a reformed character. <laughs> oh, I get what you're talking about. We, we get a couple of lamsters in here with us, huh? How does it feel to have the cops after you, Mr. Mason? Well, I can think of more pleasant things. Yeah, yeah. Well, come on, let's go in the office. All right. We can't see into the office from the street. Fine. Uh, we can talk better there without the noise of this machinery business here. You know? Good idea, Pete. Did you hear the last broadcast, Mr. Mason? Well, I don't know. Offering 500 bucks for you. Yes, we heard that one. 500 bucks. <laughs> they, they never thought I was worth that much. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the office. Step right in. Dollar. Uh, you know, you're hotter than a two-bit pistol, Mr. Mason. Yes, I know it. With that kind of dough being offered for you, you you ain't got long. That's why I'm here, Peaches. You mean you're going to let me turn you in and collect the dough? <laughs> Sorry, Peaches, but no. I want you to help me. Because I have to wind up a certain case, but fast. There'll be a squad car by inside of ten minutes. You know, I, I could use that 500 bucks, Mr. Mason. Yes, I don't doubt it. And besides, it put me in solid with the cops. They just won't believe me when I say I'm reformed. <laughs> Peaches. And then there's this angle. Suppose they find you winning here to talk to me. Let's quit the kidding, Peaches. A guy like me don't have a chance to turn in on a score every day. Not for $500. Look. Are you figuring to turn me in? Well, it's an awful temptation, Mr. Mason. Well, the squad car will be by in less than ten minutes, according to you. Are you going to do it? Well, I'd like to, but uh, you know me, Mr. Mason. You did me a big favor once, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't rat on a guy who did me a favor. Miss Street, Mr. Drake. Say, they, they don't know I'm kidding. Oh, why, of course I did. Sure. Ah, in a pig's eye, you did. They thought I was serious, Mr. Mason. You're the only one who knew I was kidding. I must be getting a bad reputation. Well, we've all been under a strain, Peaches. Well, Miss Street here should have known better. I'm sorry, Peaches, but We're I in guess quite a rat race, Peaches. Well, now, look, I... My client is going to be indicted Monday. Yeah? Yeah, for a crime of which he's innocent. Just as innocent as you were when the cops arrested you. So... So, as you pointed out, I'm going to be picked up sooner or later. Uh -huh. Before I'm picked up, 
If I don't have the McKean case pretty well solved... Murtaugh's going to nail your hide to the barn door. Well, he'll do worse than that. He'll see to it that I'm disbarred. Which means that you're going to have to quit being a lawyer. Which means I have to quit being a lawyer. Well, I don't intend to quit being a lawyer, Peaches. So, you see, I have to move fast. Well, I can see that all right, Mr. Mason, and... Uh... Well, okay, I, I owe you a tab. What do you want me to do? You know those theatrical backgrounds you hauled to a vacant lot? Yeah. Those flats were used to frame my client. They were set up, my client was posed against them after she was doped, and pictures were taken of her. I have to prove those pictures were a frame-up, Peaches. I also have to find a couple of the people who were in on it, or who saw it done. Now, I know that your records show you took those backgrounds to a vacant lot, Peaches. But I also know that no one could take pictures of that nature in full view without getting into trouble with the police. So? Where did you really deliver those backgrounds, Peaches? And to whom? Uh, Mr. Mason, yeah? I want to help you, honest. Well, then go ahead. Oh, wait, wait. Now, look, I want to help you, but I got my reputation to consider. I get called into deals, you know. Now, now what happens to my business if word gets around here that this Peaches guy uh, leaks like a sieve? You see, Mr. Mason, I just can't go around naming names and handing out addresses. You you wouldn't expect me to... On the other hand, Peaches... I don't see any other hand. On the other hand, if we were to do it again... Do what again? Remake those pictures. Not in that vacant lot, but in the building where they were actually taken. Oh. A detective, Paul Drake here, could have learned the address of that building. And that's all you want me to do? That's all. Except transport the flats. I don't think you'll have to do anything else. Because I'm pretty sure that once we start a remake of the same kind of picture, somebody's going to turn up who'll be mighty curious. That somebody is all I'll need. I wouldn't have said a word. You wouldn't have said a word. But how, how do I explain you? Well, you say that I'm the quickie movie producer. You say I'm cashing in on the publicity of the McKean trial, the scandal. It'll hold water, Peaches. It'll hold water. Yeah, I guess it will. Then do we do it? Yeah, Mr. Mason, I don't see why not. When do you want me to pick up those flats and cameras and uh, the rest of them things? As fast as possible, Peaches. As fast as possible. Theatrical backgrounds, cameras, and the rest of the things. What in the world does Perry Mason have in mind? Well, whatever it is, of this we may be sure, the time and the space in which he has to move, in which he must prove himself and Mary McKean innocent is dwindling, 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 until... But won't you join us on Monday? When I say Tide is different, I mean it's different from any other washing product you can buy. That includes soap, suds discoveries, everything made for washing clothes. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any of them. Because Tide not only leaves clothes free from dirt, it removes dingy soap film as well. Yet, with all this remarkable cleaning power, Tide is safe, truly safe, for all your washable colors. What's more, Tide takes gay prints and checks and actually brightens those soap-dulled colors. And in hardest water, Tide gets white things whiter than any other washing product known. Now, of course, you want to know about suds. Well, Tide gives oceans of high, billowy suds, even in hardest water. They're different-looking, different-feeling suds. Different suds from different Tide, the only washing product known that gives you all this. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. 
Yes, Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap, but that's not all. Tide also gets clothes cleaner than any other suds, any other kind of washing product known. In short, you can't buy anything that will wash your clothes as clean as Procter & Gamble's Amazing Tide. And I'll tell you why. Tide, with its new miracle suds, not only leaves clothes free from dirt, but removes dingy soap film, too. Yet, with all this amazing cleaning power, Tide is safe. Yes, truly safe for all your washable colors. What's more, Tide actually brightens soap-dulled colors. And just listen to what Tide does for white sheets, pillowcases, and shirts. In hardest water, Tide gets them dazzling white whiter than any other washing product known. And Tide keeps them white week in, week out, never turns them yellow. Next wash day, why not try Tide? Of all the washing products known, Tide and only Tide gives you all this. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. At about 2.15 this afternoon, the heavily ornate carven door of the grand jury room swung open and a slight, meek-looking man stepped out. Removed his eyeglasses, polished them, and then, as if noticing her for the first time, walked over to a lovely, sad-faced young woman who rose from her chair, saying... Oh, Mr. Jackson, I didn't think you were ever going to come out of that grand jury room. Well, it's, it's been less than an hour, Mrs. McKean, and you, you might as well sit down again. Why? Oh, there's been no... Decision? Not yet. The grand jury just retired to vote on your indictment. Oh, there's not much doubt in your mind, is there, Mr. Jackson? As to your being indicted, I, I'm afraid not. Funny, isn't it? What, Mrs. McKean? A person's mind, the human mind. Oh. You can tell me the same thing over and over as Mr. Mason told me over and over. If you're arrested, you'll be indicted for kidnapping your child. If you're arrested, you'll be indicted. And I heard what he said, Mr. Jackson. I believed him. And yet, somehow, I couldn't realize what he meant. It, well, it, it's like... We all know we're going to die. And yet none of us can conceive it's happening to... What happened? In the grand jury room? Yes. Mrs. Wren testified and Sergeant Barker and B.H. Murtaugh. Of course. They introduced a copy of the court order awarding the custody of David Jr. to Mrs. Wren. Mm. It appears Mr. Murtaugh has had himself appointed special prosecutor in your case. Oh? Huh? That's bad, isn't it? If I have to conduct your defense... Now, Mr. Jackson, don't you worry. But I do. It's it's my nature, I guess. I'm not a trial lawyer. My function's to prepare cases, not try them. Mr. Mason's the trial lawyer. But you'll have to put up with me until Mr. Mason feels the time has come to appear. <clears throat> now, I think I'd better get back in. I want to be on hand when the grand jury does render a decision. Now, if you are indicted... When? Well, then, when you are indicted, I shall request that the date of the trial be postponed. I see. And you, you won't mind waiting here alone? Alone? Oh, oh, you mean the guard. I'm sorry about that guard, Mrs. McKean, but they refuse to parole you into my custody. You'll have to go back to your cell as soon as the grand jury hands down its ruling. That's all right, Mr. Jackson. You don't write the laws. And too bad that I don't, too. There are a few I could improve on. I'm sure. Well, then, you'll excuse me? Of course. Clumsy. Oh, oh, excuse me, Mrs. Wren. Oh. Well, Mary. Hello, Liz. Quite interesting, grand jury proceedings. And very careless of the police leaving you in this anteroom unattended. I'd hardly say I was unattended. Hmm? Oh. Oh, there's a guard outside the door. Well, I'm glad there's some justice left in the world. If there's any justice left, you... I hope they won't shilly-shally around too much. 
I do want to stay and hear their decision, but I shan't stay if they take too long. I uh, have to take my precious nephew for an airing. I do think a child should have his afternoon airing, even in weather like this. As David Jr.'s mother, I hope you approve. You're very sure of yourself, aren't you, Liz? And why not? I don't wish to seem unkind, Mary, but one may as well be practical. You and Mr. Mason managed to get away with a great, great deal. But as Mother used to say, this time you've bitten off more than you can chew. I imagine it will choke you. And I'll be there to watch. Did you hear me, Mary? Did you hear me? I'm not deaf. Then you know what... What you are? Yes, I mean... That you hate me? Hate me as you hated my husband, your brother? Oh, yes. And as I know, you must hate my baby, too. Well... We're alone, except for the guard at the door, and he can't hear you. You're free to tell the truth. For once, you can stop being a hypocrite. You hated your brother from the time he was born, and later, later in life, you hated everything that belonged to him, me, his wife, and now his baby. I never said I hated my nephew. You never said. You never said. The only reason you fought so hard for that child, the only reason you framed me and took him away from me, is so you could control his money. Well? Well, this. Maybe you'll be able to carry it off. Maybe in spite of everything Mr. Mason can do, you'll be able to send me to prison for ten years. Maybe you'll be able to keep my boy away from me forever. I'll make him hate you. I'll teach Perhaps him. Perhaps you will. I'll make him loathe the sound of your name. The sound of your name and the sound of his father's name. I think you're mad. I'll make him cringe and beg me to change his name from David McKean Jr. to anything else. I know you're mad. That's what's in store for your child, Mary McKean. You must be mad. Aren't you worried? Aren't you afraid? Aren't you bothered about what I'm going to do to your child? Aren't you going to beg me? I would if I thought it would do any good, but I know it won't. And so instead, I'm going to say what I started to say. I wouldn't change places with you for anything in this world. Well... And you know why? Because you're being eaten up, Liz. Eaten alive with your own hatred. I don't know why I never saw it before. Perhaps because you kept it too well concealed. They may send me to prison, Liz, but no judge or jury could ever sentence me to the torment you're inflicting on yourself right this moment. Of all the... Because that's what it is, torment. I can see it in your eyes, in your body. I wonder how you can live with yourself, money or no money, knowing what you are, knowing what you've done. What I am? I like what I am and what I've done. And when I'm through, you won't like what you see. Because after you're convicted, after you've gone to prison, I expect to mold my precious nephew as I'd like to see him molded. And your ideas and mine aren't quite the same. Oh, Mr. Jackson. Uh, has the verdict been brought in? I suggest you consult with Mr. Murtaugh, Mrs. Wren. Thank you. I shall. Goodbye, Mary. Mr. Jackson. It's, it's what we expected, Mrs. McKean. An indictment. Yes, but at least we'll have time. You secured enough time. Oh, Mr. Jackson, if you'd heard the plans that that woman has for my child, you... Mr. Mason has to have time to get... Yes, that, that's the unfortunate part, Mrs. McKean. Mr. Murtaugh and the district attorney are in a great hurry to get on. They, they brought a great deal of pressure to bear. The trial date has been set for next Wednesday. Oh, next Wednesday? Yes. But we... No, 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 there, now, you mustn't be upset. I'll do the very best I can for you, Mrs. McKean, the very best I can. Don't be upset, says Mr. Jackson. Don't be upset. 
Well, how would you feel if you were in Mary's shoes? How would you feel if a woman like Liz Wren had control of your child and apparently there was nothing you could do about it? Well, think that over. Right now, it's some hours later. Are you sure you understood Paul correctly, Baggage? Absolutely, Chief. He said it wasn't possible to get things ready before Wednesday. It's not very fast work. What's holding things up? Well, according to Paul, the trucks and the scenery wouldn't be free until Wednesday, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. He knows how vital time is. Well, guess we'd better get back to our hideout. Mm. No good in being picked up before we get a chance to put our plan into action. Well, if you feel that way about it, the traffic light is red. Yes. Uh, thanks for telling me. Wednesday. Paper, mister? Yeah, I guess so. You got a record? Yeah, sure. Well, here you are, then. A second, I gotta find some change. All right, skip it. Oh, thanks. Say, don't I know you? I doubt it, unless you've lived in Arizona. No, I've never been out of New York in my life. Uh, I guess you look like somebody else, huh? I guess. The light's changing. Yeah, I better get out of the street. It's reading the paper. Paper. Here you are, get your paper. Well, let that be a lesson. Don't attract attention by handing out big tips. Yeah. And hand me the paper. Mary's been indicted. Well, we expected that. Oh, but even so. Oh, this picture of her leaving the court with Jackson. Chief, she looks awful. It couldn't have been a shock. If I know Jackson, he primed her to expect the worst. Trial date set. I'll have to look. Probably at the end of the story. Wait a minute. It says turn to page six. I'll turn to page six. Oh, Jackson got us enough time. Oh. Well? Chief, it says Wednesday. What? This Wednesday? Yes, that's what it says. Wednesday of this week, day after tomorrow. And Murtaugh's been appointed special prosecutor. Chief, they can't do that. Read it to me. Uh, despite the pleas of Warren Jackson, who asked for a postponement on grounds of insufficient time to prepare his case, Judge Albert upheld the request of special prosecutor Murtaugh that the trial be opened on Wednesday of this week. Oh, so that's the way they're going to play it. It gives us two days. Just two days. Well, Jackson will have to start the case, that's all. Maybe he can get a postponement from the trial judge. Or stall the jury selection. Do you think so? Well, I know he'll do his best. Meanwhile, we can't get to work until Wednesday. But when we get started, when we get started... Or should you say, if you get started, Mr. Mason. But more of that tomorrow. Say, haven't you often thought dishwashing could use a miracle? Well, the miracle is here. It's Procter & Gamble's Amazing Tide. Tide washes dishes cleaner than any soap made. Yes, and Tide cuts grease better than any soap made. Seems to make it disappear completely. Yes, ma'am, Tide combines everything you've always wanted in a dishwashing product. More suds, faster suds. Suds that are kind to your hands. Suds that look and feel entirely different. Oh, how much pleasanter and easier dishwashing is with Tide. Because Tide forms no scum in the water, leaves no greasy ring round the pan, no cloudy film on dishes and glasses. They rinse and dry sparkling clear even without wiping. And say, if you have hard water, Tide is a dream come true. Gives oceans of long-lasting suds, even in hardest water. Try Tide today. There's never been anything like it. No soap, no other suds, no other washing product known will get your clothes as clean as Tide. Yes, Procter & Gamble's Tide is different from any other wash day product you can buy. Because Tide does all your family wash, your company linens as well as your heavy work clothes. And Tide, with its new Miracle Suds, not only leaves those clothes free from dirt, but removes dingy soap film too. Yet, just think, with all this amazing cleaning power, Tide is safe, truly safe for all your washable colors. As a matter of fact, Tide actually brightens those soap-dulled colors. 
As for white sheets and shirts and towels, in hardest water, Tide gets them whiter than any other washing product known. And Tide keeps them white, too, week in, week out. Never turns them yellow. Next wash day, turn out a Tide wash, for only Tide gives you all these wonderful things. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. Tomorrow, Mary McKean goes on trial charged with kidnapping her own baby. Now, it's obvious the district attorney and his special prosecutor, B.H. Murtaugh, wish to hurry her case, perhaps because they fear Perry Mason may somehow appear with a last-minute miracle, but probably because they hope to draw Mason out of hiding. And that's while the police search diligently for lawyer Mason. Mason himself is working hard to prove Mary McKean victim of a frame-up, for only by furnishing such proof can Perry Mason save his client, his secretary, and himself? Well, this evening, in an intimate dining room in the Pelican Club, we hear... Oh, Nan, what a long face for such a pretty girl to have. This is a celebration, my dear, not a funeral. From the look on your face, one would think the police were after you instead of Perry Mason, or that you'd just been indicted instead of Mary McKean. What's the matter? No, oh, you always give in to Lynn. Hmm? To me, my lovely. Yes, to you. There's a perfectly swell orchestra in the big dining room, but where do we eat? Well, you can hardly hear the music. I don't like horns blaring at me. Spoils my appetite. You don't like. You don't like. Ladies, ladies, I'm known in here. You will, uh, we'll have our fun later, man. Well. But right now, ah. Ah, here comes the waiter, I With believe. champagne? Yes. Well. Yes, we'll take the champagne now, if you please, Armand. I'll serve it, sir. Champagne? I, uh, yes, I think the occasion merits it, Mrs. Wren. Oh, I go for it all the time. I love champagne. <laughs> I love to hear the cork pop. Yes. You and your chorus girl taste. Ah, lay off me, Liz. You've been picking at me all evening. Gee, doesn't anything ever satisfy you? Here you've got the world by the tail. Have I? Well, Mason's on the run, isn't he? Mary's been indicted. Yes, my dear sister-in-law's been indicted. Your champagne, madame. Thank you. I'll uh, let you know when I need you, Armand. Now, to what shall we drink? Mm, as if you didn't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, to um, Mason's quick arrest or to Mrs. McKean's quick conviction? Mm, huh? Yes, to my sister-in-law's quick conviction. To a long term in jail for my brother's wife to getting permanent custody of a child for me. How can you hate anyone the way you do angel face, Liz? Hate? Mary? Well, hardly. Let's say I'm sorry for that poor, unbalanced... Oh, Liz, come off it. We know. Uh, Mrs. Wren, Nan, drink up. This is hardly turning into a celebration. <laughs> You're right, Mr. Murtaugh. I'll give a toast. Good. Confusion to our enemies. I need some more champagne. Yes, of course. Ah, this is a big night for us, Liz. And maybe it'll get bigger. Uh, Liz, when this is all over, you think your previous nephew's bank account could buy me a mink coat, too? We'll see. Boy, what one of those new platinum minks could do for me. Oh, nothing could make you more beautiful, Nan. Oh, I like this man. <laughs> is there any man you don't like? I've seen them. Fill her glass, too, B.H. Yeah, of course. Oh, I don't think uh, I... This, uh, this is an occasion, Mrs. Wren. Oh, well. 
It would be more of an occasion if Perry Mason were arrested. Well, we can't have everything. Then nothing could go wrong. Nothing will, dear lady. Trust me. I trust you, B.A. <laughs> Mr. Murtaugh. Mm, yes, uh, Mrs. Wren? What about Doc? We can count on him? Well, we gave him what he asked. Yes, but... A signed settlement made out to his wife, Agnes. What? You didn't tell me. I oh, uh... didn't want to undermine your confidence in yourself, my dear. How much? A large, large sum of money. More than enough to buy you a platinum mink. Oh! Love moves in strange ways, Nan. Oh. <laughs> it's a pity you couldn't have heard Doc talk as I did when I visited him in jail. About how much Aggie loved him. About his little white house and garden. Oh, for the love of... Where are you going? To powder my nose. <laughs> Nan rather fancied herself in love with Doc at one time. Yes, so I gathered. I wonder if you shouldn't have told her the truth. I did. As far as you went, you could have mentioned that the settlement was money to pay me for defending his murder charge. And that the reason it's made out to Agnes is uh, so you won't be able to double-cross him. You're interested in Nan, Mr. Murtaugh. Hmm? Yes. Would you like me to explain in detail to Nan? Uh, <laughs> not unless you think it necessary to keep peace in our little family. I'll keep the peace. Nan knows which side her bread is buttered on. Yeah. I think I will take another glass of champagne, Mr. Murtaugh. Yes, of course, of course. Oh, the bottle's empty. I'll have to... Ah, here comes Armand. Have a telephone. Yeah. Uh, just plug it in, Armand. And uh, will you bring us another bottle of champagne? Thank you. Hello, this is Mr. Murtaugh. Oh, oh, Barker. Hmm? Yeah? Well, that is good news. Uh, keep on it, Barker. Keep on it and keep me informed. Sergeant Barker with news. About Mason? We may have a real victory celebration after all, Mrs. Wren. What did the sergeant have to say? Uh, Mason has been identified by a newsboy. He bought a paper. The boy didn't realize who it was until after Mason had driven away. Driven? It doesn't matter. If you know something of police methods, Mrs. Wren, they'll put a net around that locality, block off all the roads and close the nets until there is no place for Mason to turn, no room oh. for him to get away. Yes, this is good news. Because now it's just a question of time. A very little time. Uh, Mrs. Wren, go get Nan. Bring her back to the table. This is good news. The best. And let's all be friends. Let's really celebrate. Something wrong with your hamburger, Della? Hmm? What? Oh, no. Well, then why don't you eat it? Afraid I'm going to turn into a hamburger or an egg sandwich. Oh, I'm sorry it can't be steak and champagne at the Pelican Club baggage, but uh, after this is all over. I know, Chief. It's safer to eat in diners, quick lunch stands. For the past quarter hour, you've been listening to the music of Paul Taubman's trio playing from the Pelican Club. And now we bring you a five minute summary of local events. With the trial of Mary McKean accused Harry. of kidnapping due to start tomorrow, police have increased their efforts to find the missing conspirators, Perry Mason and Della Street. Oh, keep According to the commissioner, New information has been received by the police department, which makes the arrest of this pair a matter of hours. The information is very hush-hush, but it's understood Mason was recognized by a newsboy. Newsboy? When interviewed Harry, in the, the, the big evening, the commissioner said that a police net has been thrown around one section of this city, and 
that he confidently expected that before too much time had elapsed, Mason and his secretary... I've got to get out of here, Perry. I've got to get out of here. All right. Incidentally, this is a take care of the meals, boss. wasn't a very bright thing to do, Della, running out. I felt trapped. Oh, Chief, I feel sick. Baggage, pull yourself together. But a dragnet. The report said a newsboy. You gave that boy a big tip. Della, Della, there may be a dragnet, but it's a loose one. Now, maybe the boy did recognize me, but he didn't say anything to the police for some time afterward, or they wouldn't be broadcasting that information. Yes, but look... They want to rattle us, make us act conspicuous. If they get a couple of reports about suspicious acting people, then they will tighten that net. And if we happen to be inside it... If we happen to be inside it? Well, I don't know why we should go around borrowing trouble. We have enough of it as it is. Look, Della, we've got a job to do. And we won't get it done any easier by unnecessary worrying about the police. Come on now, get in the car. Act naturally. We're not going to be taken by the police until we've found the evidence we need. And then we're not going to be taken. Then we're going to march into that county building and give ourselves up... Let's hope you're right, Mr. Mason. Let's hope you're right. We'll learn more about whether you're right or not tomorrow. Today, there are scores of different washing products to choose from. But, lady, there's only one Tide. So don't confuse Procter & Gamble's Tide with any other product. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap, any other suds, any other washing product known. Why, Tide not only leaves clothes free from dirt, but removes dingy soap film, too. Yet, with all this remarkable cleaning power, Tide is safe, truly safe, for all your washable colors. What's more, Tide actually brightens soap-dulled colors. And Tide works wonders for white things, too. In hardest water, Tide gets them whiter than any other washing product known. As for suds, why, Tide whips up oceans of them, even in hardest water. High, billowy suds that look and feel different. Remember, it's Tide and only Tide that gives you all this, the cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap, and then some. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap, any other suds, any other washing product known. There's just nothing you can buy that will wash your clothes as clean as Procter & Gamble's Tide. Because Tide, with its amazing new suds, not only leaves clothes free from dirt, but also removes dingy soap film. Yet, with all this remarkable cleaning power, Tide is safe, truly safe, for all your washable colors. What's more, Tide actually brightens gay checks and prints, all those soap-dulled colors. And when it comes to white pillowcases, shirts, and sheets, in hardest water, Tide gets them whiter than any other washing product known. And say, Tide keeps them white, too, week after week, never turns them yellow. Of all the washing products you have to choose from, only Tide gives you this amazing combination. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. Well, today marks the beginning of the trial of the state versus Mary McKean et al. Last night, Elizabeth Wren, Nan Apthorpe, and lawyer B.H. Murtaugh, who has been appointed special prosecutor, held an elaborate celebration in the best nightclub. Yes, they feel very sure of themselves, very sure things are coming their way. Especially after Murtaugh received a phone call saying that Perry Mason had been recognized by a newsboy and that the police had a dragnet out for him. 
Well, Dragnet or no Dragnet, Mason must go ahead with his own plans if he is to save his client Mary McKean from prison, if he is to save his own good name and freedom. And so this cold, gray morning, as we join Paul Drake, Mason, and Della outside a condemned apartment building on the west side of the city, we hear... This building, Paul? Yeah, according to Peaches. What's wrong, Chief? It's been condemned. It's boarded up. No one's living in it. No one was living in it when Doc took those pictures, Perry. Peaches was very definite. Well, this is the place. This is the place. They, uh, they did all their work in the living room on the ground floor. Uh, that one, right in front of you, with the big bay, uh... Mm-hmm. Uh, Peaches drove me out yesterday. Told me everything. I mean, as the... to the scenery layout. But that's as far as Peaches is going to go for us. Well, that's a break, anyway. The, uh... The hospital flats were set against the rear wall of the living room. Caught the light better that way. Mm. We can't put on much of a show what the light will get on a day like this, Paul. Well, we won't depend on the weather, Della. No? Mm-mm. I made arrangements to run a cable to the next-door apartment building. Peaches says that's how it was done in the first place. Oh, good for you, Paul. That'll cause talk. In the right places, I hope. Yeah, and it'll give us plenty of light, too. Oh, uh, you, uh, you want to go into the building now? Yeah, in a minute. 9.30. Mm-hmm. Mary goes on trial in half an hour. Della, let's stick to one thing at a time. Hmm? Say, what are you doing at that window, Perry? I just wanted to see if people might notice what was going on from the street. And? Yeah, they can, especially if floodlights are used inside. We'll use plenty. The whole neighborhood will think we're nuts. Fine, since everybody thinks movie people are crazy. Anyway, oh, Della, you're going to be the leading lady in this office. Me? Mm-hmm. You resemble Mary enough to fool the casual observer. In fact, I'm hoping we'll hand at least one casual observer a good shock. Well, if... Now, you've got a young and handsome operative who can do for Jim Randall, Paul? Yep. Picked him out already. Good. Hear that, Della? Young and handsome. Aren't you interested? Well, no harm mixing business with pleasure, I hope, say. Oh, now, baggage. Come on. Cheer up. Paul, the equipment all lined up? You bet. We've got enough cameras and sound stuff to make people think we're doing another Gone with the Wind. Of course, I won't guarantee everything will work or that my boys will know how to work it. But they've been briefed on how to put up a convincing bluff. Well, that'll do. And you won't need to worry about a man in the bunch, even if there is a 750-buck reward out for you. Well, I'm relieved. Uh, incidentally, uh, what was that stuff on the radio about you two? Police dragnet, arrest expected soon and stuff. No, just routine. That newsboy business wasn't routine. I think a newsboy did recognize Perry. Okay, so he recognized me. But before they can close that dragnet tight enough, we'll get this done. Well, I hope you're right, Perry. The report was unusually positive. And with Mary's trial getting underway, well, they sure didn't lose any time, did they? Mm-hmm. Somebody brought a little pressure to bear. Murtaugh. Say, how do you like him getting himself appointed special prosecutor? Mm, he's a good lawyer. Uh, he is. I just hope that Jackson can stall him long enough for us to dig out this information. Because if that case gets past the jury selection stage, Jackson won't have any more chance than a snowball on a hot stove. In other words, we'd better get moving. Yes, indeed. Now, let's go inside the building before the crew arrives, Paul. Okay with me. Uh, you get in through here. Hey! What the... Chief, it's a policeman. Uh, here goes my license. Your license? Here go our necks. Oh, Chief. Take it easy now, Della. Don't lose your head and watch what you say. You going to bluff it out? I'm certainly going to make a try. Uh, what's the trouble, officer? I want to know what you folks are doing around this condemned building. There have been two complaints already. Oh? About you acting suspicious. Well, uh, who made these complaints, officer? That's neither here nor there. No, I suppose it's not. <laughs> well, as it happens, we're planning to take some movies using this building as a background. Yeah? May I introduce Mr. Tyler, our producer? My name is Patterson, I'm the director, and uh, this is our star, Miss Stone. 
Glad to meet you. Uh, here are the permits. Apparently you weren't on this beat last spring when our company was making a picture. Wait a minute. Sure, I remember. Are you the same outfit? Well, we're uh, part of it. And you're going to make another movie? No, no, same one. These are retakes. Uh, certain scenes wouldn't pass the censors. Oh, I get it. Uh, where's your cameras and stuff? Well, we're waiting for them now. We hope to get set up this afternoon, start shooting at once. Well, don't look like you'll have a very good day. No, we'll have floodlights and we'll be inside the building. Weather won't stop us. Um, maybe you remember the people from our company who were here before. I can't say I do. I had enough on my hands keeping the street clear. I hope you're not going to have a mob of people peeking through the windows. Well, you know how it is, officer. People are always interested in the movies. Mm. Well, of course, I'll have to report this. Tyler, you know something? The officer here might be just the man we're looking for. Us? Yes. To play the part of the policeman. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. The, uh, the policeman. Say, I bet he could. Yeah. Oh. Me? Well, it's only a small party. He comes into the scene at the end, says a few lines, and then we cut. Oh, I never done any acting. We to... don't have to. Just be yourself. I'm a great believer in realism. Mm, well, uh, I guess I could show some of those hams how a real cop acts. Well, now you're catching on. Give the wife and kids a boot to see me on the screen, too. <laughs> well, suppose you talk it over with her and let us know, huh? I'll do that. Well, I guess I better get back on my beat. Oh, by the way. Yes? What's the name of this picture? We're calling it Framed. Good title. Oh, yeah. Well, see you later, Mr. Patterson. You bet. Well, for a movie star, you're mighty silent, Della. You never opened your mouth. I couldn't. My teeth were chattering so. <laughs> you weren't the only one, Della. I thought we were dead ducks. Especially when I pulled out our permits. Say, if he'd looked at the papers I held out. Well, the point is, he didn't. We'll have him in our hair from now on. Yes, but somehow I think he'll neglect to make any reports of it. If he makes a report, he won't be able to act. Oh. Well, Paul, what do you think has happened? Where are peaches and the backgrounds and the equipment? We're going to put on a show. I'd like to start putting on a show. Meanwhile, back in the courtroom, Liz Wren and Nan Apthorpe make their way through the crowd. <coughs> Gee, Liz, will you look at this courtroom? I knew we should have come earlier. We'll never find seats. Didn't Mr. Murtaugh tell you? He's saving us a couple. Oh, well, then let's get down front. Hey, let us through, will you? Don't need to be unpleasant, my lovely. Excuse us, please. Liz, don't sit down. Hmm? Let's go over and say hello to Mary. It's only polite. You know, you're really a dreadful person. <laughs> Me? What if you wish? Um, be careful what you say. Remember all these people. Don't worry about me. Hello, Nan. And Liz. In for a little Roman holiday? Mary. Why, how sweet you are, Liz, now. Now there are people to see and hear you. You poor thing. But then you have only yourself to blame. How right you are, Liz. Only myself to blame for taking you into my house. Only myself to blame for not having listened to my husband when he warned me you'd do anything to destroy me. Or perhaps you've forgotten. No, we haven't forgotten. We haven't forgotten how you kicked us out, either. Nan, don't. Be charitable. Remember the poor woman's unbalanced. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You know what I'd do if I were you, Mary? I couldn't guess. I'd plead insanity. I think you'd get away with it. Thank you so much. Liz wouldn't fight that. She'd be just as satisfied with you in an asylum. Just so long as you can't get near her precious nephew. 
I won't answer that. I uh, don't seem to find Mr. Mason in the courtroom. <laughs> Do you really expect him to come riding up in the nick of time? You're a bit old to believe in fairy tales. Mr. Mason will be on hand. I'm sure no one will be happier to see him than I, except possibly the police. And when he does get here, yes. you'll get what you deserve. Your faith is really beautiful, Mary, if not intelligent. Mr. Mason must be amused when he reads the newspapers, wherever he's hiding. The police say they expect to catch him any minute now. You're Mr. Mason. If either of you think you can upset me or destroy my faith in Mr. Mason or, or hurt me anymore, you're wrong, terribly wrong. So you might as well go back to your seats and enjoy the show. That's what you came for, isn't it? In just one minute, the judge is due to enter, and the trial of Mary McKean is slated to begin. And meanwhile, Perry Mason is... Oh, but won't you join us tomorrow? Say, are you doing dishes the new way with Tide? Tide, you know, is Procter & Gamble's new dishwashing miracle. There's never been anything like it. Why, Tide washes dishes cleaner than any soap made. And Tide cuts grease better than any soap made. Seems to make it disappear completely. With Tide, you get no disagreeable scum in the water, no greasy ring round the pan, no cloudy film on dishes and glasses. That's why they rinse and dry sparkling clear, even without wiping. Ah, the minute you use Tide, you'll know you found a completely new product. Because Tide makes a different kind of suds. Richer, faster suds. Suds that are kind to your hands. And lady, in hard water, Tide is a dream come true. Gives oceans of suds even in hardest water. So try Tide in your dishpan today. Honestly, it's so amazing you have to see it to believe it. Capitalizing on the popularity of his Perry Mason novels... Earl Stanley Gardner brought his character to CBS Radio in October of 1943. Billed as a defender of human rights, champion of all those who seek justice, Mason was a wildly successful criminal defense attorney whose clients, generally accused of murder, were invariably innocent. Mason solved the cases and proved his client's innocence by identifying the true criminal in each case, frequently by extracting confessions from the guilty. Although Gardner wrote the initial scripts, the task was turned over to a writing team early on in the series. These courtroom dramas included the same recurring characters that graced Gardner's books and later the television series, including the character Friday, played by Della Street, who was originally played by Gertrude Warner, P.I. Paul Drake, who was voiced by Matt Crowley, and homicide detective Lieutenant Tragg, played by Mandel Kramer, who was later to become the last actor to voice Johnny Dollar. All three of these actors later appeared on the television soap opera called The Edge of Night, originally conceived as a daytime version of Perry Mason, until Gardner had a falling out with CBS. The role of per Perry Mason was originated by Barlett Robinson, who went on to a prolific career as a character actor on various television series, even including Perry Mason, playing opposite Raymond Burr in the title role. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.